Hi, I'm Colette Fox and welcome to my podcast, The Road to Motherhood. For this episode, I wanted to share a part of my journey with you. So what better way than to have a fellow mother and friend interview me? Today I'll be joined by my friend Vicky Rao. Vicky is a full-time mum to two boys, Gabriel, age three, and Dylan, age one. And she still manages to have time to run a local book club. Thank you for joining me today, Vicky. Thank you for inviting me onto your podcast. I'm really excited to find out the answers to my questions, and I'm sure your readers and followers want to know them too. Uh, So, Colette, can you tell us a little bit about who you are, your family, and where you live? Yes, of course I can. Um, I was born here in the UK to a Filipino mother and an English father. We also have a younger sister, and we were brought up in the east of London, for five years during my life, I lived in the Philippines. This was supposed to be a gap year after leaving high school. It just turned out a little bit longer than expected. Um, since returning, I now live in Essex with my husband and two children. Previously, I studied hospitality and tourism. I've always had a passion for travel and I've been in the industry now for 18 years. I've traveled extensively and recently I re- Uh, released a book called IVF Got This and the book's a memoir about my journey to motherhood. And now you've got twins. I do, yeah, a boy and a girl. Wow. We both know how busy it is being a mum and especially to twins. Uh, With such a busy life, what made you decide to write a book and how did you fit it in? What made me decide to write a book? That's a good question. Uh, Prior to this, I'd never written a book or anything before. So I did think, what have I started? But then I began thinking more and I realised I really wanted to share my story with others. Um, It was quite daunting thinking that I'm opening up my personal feelings and some of my deepest secrets for the world to hear and read. But at the same time, I knew that the roller coaster of my journey was difficult and I didn't want others to suffer or to think that they were alone in feeling the way that I did. I wanted to be able to bring comfort to aspiring parents and to bring awareness to friends and family members of those trying to conceive because a lot of people also don't understand um, the physical, emotional and mental effects that trying for a baby can bring. Amazing. Amazing that you just, you, you had a go and you ended up with a book at the end of it and a publishing deal and now your own podcast. I can say that your discipline, hard work and getting it written is very inspiring. Thank you. <laughs> so, you've written a book about your journey to motherhood and now you're starting your very own podcast. Why? Why not? I mean, creating, I didn't know anything about podcasts before. Um, but I started researching and a podcast can actually allow you to reach a wider audience that I might not otherwise find. And my ultimate goal is to create awareness of IVF, infertility, miscarriages. And I thought, why not give it a go? Before you embarked on IVF, what research did you do? Um, well, quite a lot to be honest, um, because I had 
four miscarriages. Um, and after the first two, I was told that they don't actually do any testing until you've had three miscarriages, which was actually quite disheartening. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I looked into options such as um, the IVF, adoption, um, surrogacy, um, like anything possible to have my own family and children. Um, I saw a couple of specialists and I had my blood test and everything. And then from there, it was actually the doctors that suggested IVF um, right. opposed to any of the other treatments. Um, but yeah, I, I did look into it, but to be honest, I never realised how difficult it would be. Like you read about, you read about it all the time, but actually going through it is a struggle. Uh, I, c- I can only imagine. Uh, it must be, you know, there's not really any words I can say that uh, it must be heartbreaking, must be hard, and um, I, I guess positive thinking is really important during the process. Did you manage to remain positive, or through IVF, mindset is everything. I mean, the whole IVF procedure is intense, it's stressful, and unfortunately, there's no guarantees of a happy outcome at the end of it all. Um, you have so many drugs through the treatment, and that can leave you feeling hormonal, temperamental, and it can put a strain on anyone, um, like you, your partner. Yeah. Um, and then with the four miscarriages, it became very challenging. So after my third one, I hit rock bottom. I tried so many things um, to try and remain positive because I'm quite naturally a positive person. Um, And I didn't think I was going to get through it. I mean, I tried praying, going to church. I tried meditating, yoga, everything. Um, And in the end, I found the thing that helped me the most was listening to people's stories, reading reading stories of um, how people have gone through their journey to become mothers. And that was the only thing that gave me hope. Um, and I just had to keep telling myself, come on, you're strong enough to do this. You can get through it. Um, and eventually it helped. <laughs> yeah. Um... You mentioned there that relationships uh, seem to be, you know, they go go under the most strain. Um, You know, it's not only affecting you, the drugs or the process, it also can affect your partner or friends and families. Um, Yeah. With all that you went through with your your husband, Mike, um, how do you think your relationship survived? Like, how did you manage to still be together at the end of it all? um, I think, well, luckily for me, Mike is very supportive. Um, it was a joint goal. He could see mm-hmm. everything that I needed, that I was going through. Um, he could see all the drugs I had to take, all the injections I had to do. Um, he could see how upsetting it would become, like when we go for a scan and find out that there's no heartbeat. Yeah. Um, and yeah, luckily for me, he's very supportive. But you know, he wanted children as well. Mm. Um, at one point I did say to him look if I can't have children I'll be happy if you want to go off and find someone else it's hard yeah I felt I felt I wasn't 
doing what a woman's supposed to do. Um, but luckily, he was there through the whole thing. Um, and, you know, that, that made made it a lot easier to get through. Absolutely. I mean, is that you need someone like that, don't you, part of this process? Usually, I'm sure people Absolutely. can do it on their own, but it does make life no. easier to have someone fully supporting you. It does, yeah. Especially when you have to do IVF. Yeah, and even just the injections and everything oh, else. Yeah. Were you doing those yourself or did you get Mike? Well, yeah, before before I had, um, before I, I embarked on this journey, I was really scared of needles. Um, and towards the end, I had to inject myself in the stomach every night and Mike injected me in my muscles um, in, in between my back and my bum. Yeah. Because um, I couldn't quite reach it myself. But that one's quite a thick needle because it has to go through the muscles. Oh, yeah. Um, and some nights that would really get to me and I'd start crying because it was so painful. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I started to get anxious every night because I'd be like, oh no, I've got to do this injection tonight. Yeah. Um, and, and it was hard. And he, I think at the start, he found it difficult injecting me too. Mm. But then after a while, it just became normal. Uh, I'd have bruises all around me. Um, and then towards the end, you know, I also had um, a lot of intralipid um, infusion drips. So they're basically bags of um, soya and fat, which is injected into my bloodstream to coat um, killer cells, which I've got. Yeah. And I'd have to have that every four weeks and I'd sit there for two hours while having this treatment. Sometimes the doctors couldn't find my veins and sometimes it took eight attempts before they could find my veins. And it, this would happen like every four weeks. And yeah, so towards the end, I just felt, I felt drained and I felt like a pincushion. I bet. But um, I got used to having injections and needles pricked into me. <laughs> And, and and now going for blood so if you ever have to or have an injection probably doesn't seem half as bad no it doesn't seem as bad <laughs> now no <laughs> oh you must um it must make your relationship with your body really difficult as well because in the first place you feel probably feel fr- you get the frustration of not being able to get pregnant and um maintain a pregnancy when you want to and then yeah. also having all these physical intrusions really aren't they in in your body yeah and all the other drugs as well I had so many tablets to take um, on a daily basis and the steroids as well I mean that plays havoc with you yeah having um, steroids um, you put on you gain so much weight yeah um, and the people around you would notice this and then obviously you've got a lot of self-doubt about yourself Mm -hmm. Um, then ultimately you know that you want to become a mum and then you're just willing to give up basically your whole body yeah. to to get it ready to become a mother. And how do you feel about your body now? Like if you compare it, how you felt about it during the process and how you feel about it coming through the other side? How do I feel about my body? <laughs> Terrible. Um, no, I think this is an important question. Um, In this day and age, body image is everything, and I think it has a great impact on people. Back when I was in my 20s, I was a model, so my body was probably in its prime, 
and I wasn't that self-conscious at all. And then when I got to my 30s, I was in a relationship. So I was complacent and we were going out for nice meals all the time. So again, you don't seem to worry about it as much because you're so happy. And I didn't think it would take me so long to conceive either. Um, and then once I started my IVF and during my second round, I started to gain on the pounds. Um, this was mainly due to steroids, due to depression. Um, and so I was eating quite a lot. When I became pregnant, I was high risk, so I wasn't even allowed to exercise if I wanted to. Only brisk walks, some yoga, Pilates, or some gentle swimming. And now when I was pregnant with the twins, I suffered a lot of heartburn. I was huffing and puffing quite a lot while walking the stairs. I was always out of breath. My skin changed, I grew more freckles. I started to get a lot of dark patches. My hair on my nails grew faster but they were in really good condition. My breasts started to change. They were sore and tender all of the time. They changed in shapes, the way they look. You know, your body really starts to change and you notice these changes and they aren't always for the best. Um, when I gave birth, I obviously gained some stretch marks because my stomach expanded quite a lot. Uh, so I got stretch marks on my stomach, my hips which are really visible, especially when I wear a bikini now. Then I, because I had a C-section, I also have a scar and a little kangaroo pouch, which I find it quite difficult to get rid of. Um, I have constant backache, migraines. I'm always tired. Uh, my body temperature has changed, so I'm constantly hot all the time. Um, my feet grew a size bigger, which is like one of the least things I wanted as my feet are big anyway. Um, I'd say my body's changed quite a lot by growing two babies. It has had a massive impact on my body. Like I said, I'm always tired and I should exercise a lot more. I've definitely become lazier, um, but I feel that sleep and relaxation is more important to me nowadays. I am totally self-conscious about my body. And when I look at my children, I do remember what my body has experienced. It was, it was a massive strain. Um, I wouldn't change it for the world. But I went, my body went to war. I've got the battle scars to prove it. And I just tell myself that as they become easier to handle, hopefully I'll try and recover some of my pre-body, uh, pre-pregnancy body and try and exercise more. How did you feel when you did get pregnant with the twins? I was extremely happy, worried, because I didn't know what was going to happen next. I was scared because I thought if this pregnancy pushes through, how am I gonna deal with two children? I was in disbelief because after nine years of waiting, I actually heard the words come out of the sonographer's mouth that there was a heartbeat, and not only that, two of them. So I didn't know how to deal with any of that. I wanted to cry, 
but I couldn't find the tears, maybe because I was just so happy. Um, I went outside and I called Mike because he was working at the time and he was also in disbelief. He told me not like to be rational about things and um, to take it as it comes, but he just kept asking me, are you sure, really, really? Is it really two? Um, and that just kept making me laugh because I was just so happy. I'm so pleased that you got the outcome that you wanted. Thanks for answering my questions and providing a real insight into IVF and its effects on those involved. Thanks, Vicky, and thanks for taking the time to ask me the questions. Hopefully the listeners have got to know me a little bit better. In my next episode of The Road to Motherhood, I'll be speaking about miscarriages and the normal way, how to feel about them. In the meantime, if anyone would like to share their story with other listeners, please drop me a message on my Instagram account at Colette Centeno Fox or my Facebook account, IVF Got This. Thank you for listening to this podcast and I'll catch up with you very soon.